The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome, everybody, to the airing of Grievances, a Star Wars fan podcast. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside me, Mr. Brian Finch. Hello. (laughs) And uh, freshly coming out of bed this morning, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, hello. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm awake. I'm ready to go. I've scratched my Darth Mauls. (laughs) So everything is good in a working order. Uh, over here uh, on the Townsend side of things. That's good. That's, yeah. that's that's very good. Well, listeners, we do want to thank you. Um, this is episode three for us, but we want to thank you for your support and listenership over the first two episodes. We realized that last episode did get a little uh, crazy towards the end, a little rushed. So we actually forgot this surprise, guys. We forgot to rate Phantom Menace. So for those who came back... Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's only appropriate that we, we, we finally give the Phantom oh, we, Menace. We didn't actually give it a number review? Is that what you're saying? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely discussed doing some sort of lightsaber rating system. We did, and, uh, and then yeah. it was like, oh, we're running really behind. Thanks, yeah. Star Wars News. And uh, and we never actually rated it. I thought about that. Like It was probably the next day. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh. Yeah. We look silly right now. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Johnny, on our last episode of Crafting and Drafting, yeah, go uh, listen to this Crafting and Drafting. It's Matt and I drafting silly things with silly people like Johnny and Andrew Lenz from the network as well. And we shorted <laughs> Andrew a pick. <laughs> <laughs> I listened back to the whole episode and I was like, wait a minute. Andrew was at a turn. He should have had two picks. Uh-oh. <laughs> did, did Andrew, I don't think Andrew ever said anything. No, no. and I have I, and I have yet. Don't you say a word. Oh, I I'm just going to stick you in the gut with a lightsaber. <laughs> I'm going to ask him if he's okay. I'll stick you in the gut with a lightsaber, but in a place that apparently that you can live. Oh, uh, you mean everywhere now? No. Anyways. Uh, you just stab me in the stomach or cut me in half. I'll be just fine. <laughs> ah, you're Sith, I see. <laughs> I mean, you really can nowadays, but um, so for, for those who are coming back, who actually were like, you know what? These guys aren't as bad, you know, for forgetting their rating. I'm going to give Phantom Menace a seven out of 10. I'm going to give Phantom Menace a seven out, of, seven out of 10. I think it's a lot. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a little underappreciated. I, I do want to say that. So seven out of 10. I, I'm close to you. I'm going to give it a six and a half out of 10. Uh, I still like it. There are some clunky slow parts still for me. 
but there's a lot of good in this. Uh, you know, Darth Maul, you know, Qui-Gon. Um, there's a lot of fun to be had in this one still. So, yeah. Brian, what are you I, thinking? Yeah, I can be in, in either one of those ranges. I do say um, when set against these other prequel movies, it would probably fall closer to an eight for me. Okay. Because uh, I struggled with our with my assignment this uh Really? This I'm gonna, we're definitely going to go in depth about that one. So there is a, a lot to talk about today. Um, so there you have it. So if you made it back, there you go. Phantom Menace uh, yeah, review. Brian's, Brian's Count Dooku is showing. <laughs> Jeez, I, I didn't know we had our, our, our co-host Will from the panel discussion on this show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, today we are going to re- review and talk about Attack of the Clones. We got some other things to talk about. The uh, our, our beloved uh Disney Plus series Obi-Wan has uh, has come to a close six episodes, um, a wonderful, wonderful series finale Uh, overall, overall. I know we reviewed two of the episodes last time, but uh, Brian, let's start off with you overall the series. What did you think about it? I think it did a really good job of tying in things that we were all highlighting as potential plot holes, things that were set up decades ago um you know it was part of lore part of canon and uh Filoni and Favre did it again they they tiptoed around certain parts they hit parts like purposely really hard you know everything with Obi-Wan and Leia is a home run for me that that was perfectly done perf- perfectly well acted their chemistry was amazing yes it was um so yeah that that part was like my favorite part I think is like just watching the Obi-Wan that we know of, of how much he does love people. And he's, he's seen, he's always struggled with walking that line of what it means to love someone as a Jedi. Cause you're right. not supposed to be attached and all that stuff. And it was, it's always something that Obi-Wan has done a great job of walking the lineup. But at the end of the day, he's that sad figure that just, you know, if you watch all the canon stuff with him, it's, even sadder and go back to like his love, the love of his life and things like that. So I, I think Obi-Wan was at his peak as it should have been. Um, the character only got better with this series. I don't want to yes. hear anyone talk about that. You know, you should have left it alone because it's not like solo. It plays out. The movie feels like the vibe of it. I think even Johnny, you said this, it felt more like a movie. It didn't feel like a, a series, a episode to episode thing. It felt like this big swell. Um, and then uh, the finale, guys. Is I'm glad we're leaving that to itself because yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Lord. we're gonna divulge a special section of this episode for that. Yeah. Um, oh, and um, remember when I said uh, a couple episodes ago, probably even the first episode that um, I struggle with hating Christensen. Yeah, he was excellent in this. Excellent. So I knew not that he needed to redeem it, but everything comes full circle. <laughs> Johnny, what about you, buddy? What did you think overall of uh, the Obi-Wan show? Overall, I really, really liked it. Uh, I, I'm i trying to decide if that last episode didn't happen, how I would feel about this show, right? Because that last episode, and we're going to get into it, is just so, to me, was so step above. Like, I, I could take that last episode and legit put it against anything on Disney+. Plus. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's that good. Um, there were for me some parts in the series that uh, you know I was like, uh, huh? 
kind of <laughs> things. But overall, it wasn't enough to de- uh, to de- you know to make me not like it though. Still love it. Uh, the performances were fantastic. I thought overall. I agree that the Leia and Obi Wan stuff was uh, fantastic for sure. Um, you know, there's a fine line when it comes to kid actors of uh, are they going to be good or are they going to be annoying? Uh, that's a fine line a lot of the times. It is for adults to watch. <laughs> and uh, I thought uh, I don't know her name, but whoever's playing young Leia nailed who I would think a young Leia would be for me. Uh, that she just nailed it and her and and obi-wan's chemistry was fantastic like you would have thought that they were the father and daughter right because that their chemistry was really really good um the vader and obi-wan stuff was also fantastic uh i thought the reva character uh was up and down um but the up parts were really good like the, the the reveals i thought were really good and, and done really well and actually made me come around on the character. So um, I do think overall, I really, really, really liked it. The last episode definitely helped me love it. And my issues that I do have, and I do have issues with it, are all like little nitpicks, I think. So, uh, you know, just... <laughs> what just are they, y'all? That... Go ahead. I mean, this is your time to talk about it. What, what were some of those <laughs> nitpicks? Not to put you on the spot, but... Well, while, while some of the show did feel very epic, sometimes it did feel like a TV series. It did both for me. Yeah. Like, at times, some of the stuff would be like, well, this feels very limited, I guess would be the way I would put it. And other times, it's like, wow, they really spared no expense here, right? Um, it's also not fair that I'm this is a weird comparison but stranger things the new season came out and they said that they spent like what some ridiculous number per episode yeah and you can tell like it looks really good right uh and i would dare say if you if i had to guess that they definitely spent more on that than disney spent on this would be my guess because it the special effects look better for me which is weird to say because i want star wars special effects to be top notch um but that happened a few times there's a couple of weird decisions they made like just little small ones. Uh, um, I mean, I'm, we're going to get into these episodes, but you know the one where they're infiltrating the base, and there's just some weird, <laughs> there's some weird decisions they make. Like, why does she knock out that guard but doesn't hide his body? She's sleeping <laughs> right there in the open. <laughs> While there's other people there in that room with her, uh, makes no sense to me. <laughs> That's the thing I could never get over because <laughs> they even made sure to show a shot of like him in the floor, unconscious or dead, whichever, <laughs> and showing the whole room. So you can see that like, he was just right there late in the room <laughs> to easily be discovered. He's a narcoleptic. Uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Be. Either that or just nobody <laughs> liked him. Like he was a, <laughs> he was a boss. Nobody likes him. Like uh, finally somebody did something to that guy. Uh, I don't know, but that part was also very funny for me, but I don't think it was supposed to be. Um, so just little weird, small things like that. Uh, but overall, it, you know, I, was, I would watch an episode and then I'd be like, oh, I, overall, I like this. There's some things I didn't like, but overall, I like this. Except for our last episode, I love everything about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I would go to the internet. Of course, that's the wrong thing to do because the internet hates everything. And uh, the, well, I knew the internet was dumb when, <laughs> when the, there were people hating on uh, young Leia. And I'm like, have you not seen Star Wars before the original Star Wars? That's Leia. You know, what's wrong with you people? But- it's literally, yeah. Carrie Fisher would have been proud to oh, see yes. that. She would have gave her the total blessing. Like, I, 
Dude, all the sass. I mean, it, it, not to cut you off, but Carrie Fisher as the human being uh, was just full of sass and very like almost like brash in, in, a, in a fun kind of way. And I thought this, uh, you know, the actress, the young actress who played little Leia, just she hit it like she was perfect. Oh, yeah. Absolutely perfect. And uh, and I'll save delivery. I'll save the, the rest of this for the final episode because I think it's where it really fits. But the. um this is a, a thing I loved and also just wanted more of. So I guess it's a nitpick at the same time uh, uh, was the uh, Luke and his family on Tatooine stuff, the Owen and, and Baru stuff. Like, give me more of that. Give yes. me more of that, please. I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I, the feeling is as much like you, you know, you guys uh, all, all pretty much stated um, it, it, I feel like it was necessary. There's so much in between episodes three and four that this was the the perfect middle point. And it did such a good job by the end of the season, really, I mean, really making the entire, okay. I'm not, maybe not the sequel trilogy, but making the star, Wars, the, the, you know, the original and prequel trilogy feel like, you know, united, you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it's, you know, obviously the original trilogy didn't have the, uh, the roadmap to it like it like you know it does now you know you weren't referencing older characters you didn't get that you didn't get to do that but we legit just watched a series where Qui-Gon Jinn the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn Liam Neeson is is shown in the same in the same show as Luke Skywalker Leia Darth Vader Emperor Palpatine and some of the you know these are the the, the great characters of Star Wars and they're all um, they were all in one episode together, not obviously interacting, but they were all in one episode, which we're going to talk about. But um, I, I was like, I was pleasantly happy. I, I watched, you know, a couple of the episodes multiple times just to really let everything sink, sink in. But it was it was tremendous. I'm glad people are finally putting some respect on Hayden Christensen's name. Um, he did great. Uh, and yeah, we're, like, obviously, we're going to talk about that last episode. Ewan McGregor was was you know absolutely tremendous, and everybody else was you know tremendous. Moses Ingram, who did Reva, um, I thought she did a really good job, and her story arc was was brilliant. Right, we don't see too many people, uh, you know, we don't meet too many characters that are you know part of the dark side. Uh, essentially, not that she was a full fledged Sith or anything, but she wasn't a quizzer. Um, and then jump back to the light side and live. Uh, so there's interest in what she does. Usually everybody who goes from the dark side to the light side, Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, um, et cetera, they don't last a very long time. So, uh, so there's potential there. I mean, yeah, I don't think you just, you just create this character for a six episode arc and just drop her completely. Um, but overall, very pleasantly happy with, with what they did. Deborah Chow, Filoni, the whole, um, the whole, shebang that, that put it together it was it was great it was must-see television i could not wait to get out of work on wednesdays and come home and watch so um kudos to them so uh i guess the next thing to talk about we're let's let's talk about those those few episodes uh before you know three four and five what we kind of thought about it overall johnny we'll start off with you uh just kind of you know the direction that they took in those episodes and what you know what you really thought of them i thought <laughs> Well, I kind of already said it. They were very up and down for me. Uh, I mean, I already, <laughs> I mean, some of those decisions were just weird. Uh, yeah. But some of the things I, I really liked what they did. Uh, so it was, it was a very strange feeling for me of um, trying to 
be uh, you know especially when it's a character you really love like obi-wan's one of my favorite characters so i try uh, trying to be you know fair and honest with something uh with a character you love can either be difficult because either you're going to really hate it or you're going to really love it you know it's kind of hard to be in between and kind of look at it rationally when it's a character you really care about uh but uh so that was something i was kind of struggling with like am i liking this because i just really love the character or am i liking this because it's good because those are two different things and um i think overall they did a really good job it it really set up uh if you don't know that to set up that last episode uh I'm, i'll watch it 20 times you know so um the my biggest complaint about the whole thing and this even includes the last episode is you have this incredible uh score that john williams gave you that you can use and yes. they barely use any of it it's used sporadically from time to time i do not mind you putting your own spin on stuff you should like uh, you know but this is star wars and a part of star wars to make something feel like star wars includes the music i mean famously lucas talked about when williams would give would give the score for star wars when he was making the original movies right and how that really helped those movies uh become more than what he even thought they were was because he added this score and it's like wow so why you would put make that take a back seat was really a weird decision for me as well but other than that um i really enjoyed it oh and and i'm not saying the score that they had was bad it was fine it was serviceable it was forgettable though but it it was was very forgettable forgettable. yes it was was forgettable. forgettable Uh, when it comes to like Star Wars music, and I, I mean, I love talking about the music. Like, I feel like, I mean, I listen, this is the kind of stuff that I work, listen to like at work and, and just casually. I feel like I can watch the movie by listening, like watch the movie in my head, visualize the movie in my head by listening to the music. Yeah. I can tie the music to certain scenes and such where um, I can't do that necessarily with, with this, it, it, you know, maybe it, it, it's supposed to reflect kind of the dark time period we were in, but again, it's still star Wars that the music is, is just as important as the visuals. And uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I was like, I was a little disappointed. I know we're, we're not talking about that specific episode six part yet, but uh, even the music for their battle was like, huh. you know, it was yeah. kind of flat. The, the most recognizable thing, piece of music that came out of this was Obi-Wan specific theme, the intro and, and stuff that they had shown. So, um, so I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. It's, 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 it should show out on its own. Yeah. Uh, but I would say the positives for me would be the Reva stuff. Yeah, uh, the character really starts to be fully fleshed out uh, by episode five, especially, and uh, that really helped me with with her. Um, I mean, I, I thought she was fine to start with, but uh, it really made me more intrigued by her character as they kept adding little pieces of her lore there to it to the story. So uh, I think it did really good for her, uh, and. My only other nitpick would be uh, I need more Owen and Baru. Uh, and we didn't really get them in those episodes. They don't really, they're only, they kind of book in the series, really. The, I love the that they, last episode. they did. I'm, I'm glad that they did get their time to shine. I'm glad. Yeah, that me they too. Did me too. So we'll, I was not expecting that ending. Uh-huh. And I'll definitely talk about that uh, when we get to there. Yeah. Uh, it won't be. But, but uh, I would, I would say overall, I really like these. But my nitpicks are really small and didn't take away from anything. And I would definitely watch this series again. Absolutely. Brian, what about you, bud? Your overall thoughts on, I mean, really honing in on episodes three through five in this in this series. What was some stuff you liked and didn't like? 
yeah, three three through five for me was a, a nice way of showing how much heart, like normal heart that Obi-Wan displayed while also caring about the galaxy and a whole. Like he he obviously was always fighting for during the Clone Wars for the Republic and always fighting for keeping the galaxy together, kind of like America in the Civil War, right? We've right. Gotta, let's keep it all together as we're good things. But then he was the great negotiator, right? That was his nickname. Yeah. yeah. The, the negotiator. Yeah. So then that all falls apart and it, it ruins him. But now we, he gets this opportunity. It's, it's just small pockets. Like what kind of influence he was able to have on just these small pockets of people that he's meeting along the way. So you first meet, you know, Tala and, and, you know, he takes stuff from her, even like, like inspired, he's inspired her by her, like sparks uh, the rebellion in him where he's like, I, I need to do more. I can do more. And I thought that was well played. Um, it kind of gave us more of a drive to keep seeing the next episodes. I thought that was a good episode to episode kind of like movement build up and emotions, which is like, man, that you can see the rebellion picking up here in this spot. Like I'm used to it from watching rebels, you know, like this is my time. I've said before on that, probably the first episode, but like, I love the rebel stuff. It's my favorite part when, when, when you've lost everything and you're trying to get everything back. I mean, that's, that's my favorite story arc of Star Wars. So they're doing a lot of that in this one. I liked meeting the different characters. Uh, The cameos are my favorites. Zach Braff as the uh, transport driver, uh, (laughs) which I am a diehard scrub fan minus the last season. Uh, Let's forget that ever existed. Uh, But scrubs episode or seasons one through eight phenomenal. Zach Braff uh, is phenomenal. JD and the fact that he's playing this super over the top, uh, like goofy alien is like, not like not he's not flamboyant, but I mean, look at that alien. You know what I mean? There was a lot going on there, so I like that. And then uh, Kevin Smith uh, re- reprising a role that he knows oh so well, the uh, silent stoic uh, man in the film. <laughs> yeah, you know, do, does it so well as Silent Bob, and and gets a chance to do it now in a what do they call him? He's he's a loader. He was a loading. Ah, uh, yeah, droid. Yes. Don't he doesn't understand you? He's just a loader. Um, <laughs> which was is I liked that. Like it was, it's I wish we saw more of that because like he was planning on smacking that stormtrooper over the head of a big wrench. He was so not necessarily doesn't understand you. Apparently knows something's going on. <laughs> yeah. So then like Tala and him have a weird love affair. Okay, there's my first weird point. What's up with that? She's in love with the droid. Like in love love <laughs> like i never like got I that feeling i just i did get i did feel they were close obviously yeah but i never felt like it was like a nothing remotely sexual <laughs> no i would uh, you never i, I, I mean you never were, know and i wouldn't judge uh, uh, right because in fact i would understand <laughs> <laughs> with like well with solo they kind of gave that vibe with lando a little bit that he had this weird inter like yeah weird relationship with with robots and stuff so or droids yeah. i should say they're not yeah. just robots and uh, in Star Wars, but or maybe uh, that actress just loved Kevin Smith so much and she didn't like seeing him die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, that's uh, episode three, four, five. Is I like that. I like the, the build up, watching the, the a newer pocket of Rebels. They're running some sort of Jedi 
Underground Railroad. Oh yeah. Which Did that is Quinlan so cool. Voss mention? Oh my yeah. god. That was that was very, very well done. Very well placed. I was kind of hoping we might see him, but the, the fact that we got to hear his name was a really nice treat. because uh, he's he's a deep dive for uh for for Star Wars fans. They you know, they they've never really they showed him in the in the Clone Wars cartoon, but they've never really like talked about him much in the movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, who's that trickster dude that he he meets in episode? Oh yeah. Two. Um, oh he's a, I love this guy. He's a great actor. Uh, yeah, he, he's a comedian. Oh gosh, he's been in a lot of stuff. What's his name? I can never pronounce it right. Uh, Kamel he was just in the Eternals. He was just in the Eternals. Kamel yeah. is his it. first name, but I can never pronounce his last name right. But yeah, uh, he was fantastic in this. I really, I'm glad you brought him up. I really like the arc of his character because when you first meet him, he seems really seedy. And you're very unsure about him, but uh, he actually is just a good guy who just happens to really like credits. He's <laughs> <laughs> just running the business. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. all. No, was, I like yeah, that. There's a nice little character growth in that with him too. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of characters. And then we meet the guy that's actually like flying the transport out, um, and he gave off very strong. Uh, Saw Garcera, Gar- Garcia, oh, Saw Guerrera, yeah, Guerrera, yeah, very, very did, strong vibes of that. Which I'm a big fan of him. Um, from Rebels, you know what I mean? He's like an utter badass in Rebels. Yeah, not so much so in um Rogue One. No, <laughs> not, not not quite the man he was before. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It was uh, I think um the sprinkling of little characters, and I'm interested to see if. Any more than pop up down the line. Uh, Reva is my favorite, um, like brand new, created out of nowhere, canon character now that they can do anything with. And uh, I, I would like to know if she like pursues being a force wielder and on the good side. Yeah. And well, going great, going, yeah. going like a, the, the Ahsoka wrote. And, and, and actually, if Ahsoka and her were to like meet up, she could teach her how to turn the uh, lightsaber back from red to white right i was really hoping did you guys see the meme pop up oh this is so good when uh obi-wan's like you could be whoever you want to be and she's like i'm reva reva skywalker (laughs) (laughs) did you see that at all oh my god it was so good (laughs) (laughs) you could be whatever you want to be i'm reva reva skywalker (laughs) (laughs) that was good um all right, Brian. As you all said, I don't want to. Cut well, you I mean, I, I well, I know that you. Uh, I want to have you go now because this is your boy's time to shine now. Your boy Hayden. Oh, for sure. In three, action, three and f- three through five was uh, really, really good. You know, in, in that regard. Obviously, we got to see. You know, you actually, we actually felt like we were seeing Hayden as Darth Vader. I think this yes. time around, which is the was, best version of Hayden, which is the best version. Absolutely. Um, you know, and we got some nice touches. Their their initial duel, um, you know, where he was just kind of toying with Obi-Wan at first was uh was intriguing. And it's like, okay, like it, it just they felt more closely connected. I think that's something I really like about the series, is it upped the value for me for the original trilogy and prequel trilogy. Like it, it like stuff just feels better. Um you know, a couple of my favorite things I really like to see the training duel um, that they had in episode five. Uh, they showed old Obi Wan and, and and Hayden 
which was brilliant. It was, you know, it wasn't a very long scene. There's been a couple of people who have stitched it together, but it was, it just like, you know, seeing that bit, it added, like, I, I love the revenge of the Sith duel between those two. And it added to it. It gave it like, it made even more sense as to why Anakin lost because of the aggressive and, and Obi-Wan just outsmarted him at every, at every chance like that added to it. Um, and it was just it was such a good scene. It was I was so happy uh, to that they actually showed Hayden as as Anakin. Uh, Brian, you said you mentioned something about the de aging thing, the lack of de aging. Was it that that big of a deal for you? It did no. I mean, it didn't fully distract me, but it was enough of something I noticed. I'm like, well, hold on a second, guys. You literally <laughs> just re you recreated young luke skywalker or you know a long a young mark hamill right right <laughs> you just did it with much success you know we had goosebumps worthy you know yeah. like i was like oh my god it's luke uh you could have had that with anakin you could have done it maybe a little yeah maybe a little bit i was okay with it, it was because man hayden like still looks great <laughs> right like he I, i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna lie he looks right. like put, for put his your- age yeah, you put your Darth Maul away now. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say the other, there was one other moment in this, you know, bunch group of episodes that I I would love to explore further, and that was the crypt underneath the Inquisitor's Palace when they start showing uh, Tira, was it was uh, Sanube, the the old the older Jedi from. Um, uh, from from Clone Wars, who did the did the little bit with Ahsoka? I went and rewatched those scenes like right after that. But I was like, wow, that was like emotional for me. And there was a lot of Jedi up there uh, in that thing. I think there was like two two rows high, at least two or three rows high. It was uh, that was a cool concept because it was that was probably one of the darkest like Star Wars moments ever to see this crypt full of Jedi. That seeing the Jedi children. Um, and seeing some characters that we were familiar with, uh, yeah, that was that was dark. And then after that, they showed up the lightsabers in the Inquisitor's room. But um, three to five was nice. I thought I thought you know for, for considering that this is a streaming service, it's not going to be an epic every single episode like a movie. The 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 route that they took was was just fine. Um, you know, slow build, just enough action, not too much where it kills at you know the, the last episode, but. Uh, I, I thought it, it, it was a nice slow build um, to what we got, but it takes us right to the episode six bet. We get to see uh, another very exciting Obi-Wan and Darth Vader duel. Um, obviously the, the, the Lars family thing with Riva, which was pretty exciting. And yeah, what a beautiful duel. It was, it was more sad uh, than I think it was sad. If, if anything, because, you know, this is probably the last time, you know, we're going to see a newer live action version of that. And and this is the moment at the end, the moment at the end where he's t- actually talking to Anakin and Darth Vader. One thing I got I, I absolutely adore with Disney. Um, sometimes their storytelling isn't all that great, but their artistic visualizations are on point um, since they've taken over. The, the blue reflection on Vader's face. And then when he got really aggressive, you know, like, I will destroy you. And it turns all red. That's really, really top-notch artistic visualization. Yeah. And, that's, um, that's really showing the struggle between Anakin and Vader right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, For sure. that, I agree with you. That was the, I mean, if you just want to talk about the lighting in that fight, good gosh. Uh, wow. 
Um, top notch for sure, for sure. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've seen that before when Ahsoka dueled Vader in uh, in Rebels. Uh, yeah. You know, he he was cut when he was like, oh, Ahsoka. She like cut his face mask open, and his eyes were normal. And then he got really aggressive, and he got the Sith eyes going. And and that's all. I mean, that's so important because Vader legit deals with like a multiple p- personality disorder in a sense, uh, where he obviously you know he tries to hide Anakin Skywalker was a thing, but. Um, yeah, that episode was was great. So much closure, and uh, the, the little cameos with Ian McDermott and Liam Neeson really, um, really made it. I was I was tearing up at the end. I, I was. That was a nice closure. Nice closure for me. Nice nice completion of the whole saga. Yeah, yeah. He, I I teared up a couple times on that last episode uh, when Vader and Obi Wan are actually talking, and just the. I mean, good gosh, what an acting masterclass by, by uh, McGregor there uh, when he's telling, you know, Anakin, I'm lucky when he's apologizing to him. Yeah. And the tears are just rolling down his face. And you think about that. I mean, he's a Jedi. You're not supposed to feel these emotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was his brother, you know, um, like that really got me. And the part where Reva is just trying to get to Luke and Owen and and Baru are fighting her off. And she looks at uh, Owen and she could have easily killed him. And uh, was like, you act like he's one of you. And then I was like, he is one of us. That, yeah. that hit me pretty hard. Um, so, good gosh. Uh, how can you not? <laughs> how can any Star Wars fan watch that and not be like, yeah, this is some good you stuff. You were total badasses in that. Like, Baru's yeah. like, okay, let's go get the guns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Without second thought. They, they never once thought of giving Luke up. Never no. once. No. Which is awesome. Then why were there such such wimps in episode four? Come on, guys. Where were the stormtrooper bodies? They would have put up a hell there's of a, a fight. There's a newer meme that they, they actually that, that they survived. Those were that skeletons were actually like stormtrooper bodies. <laughs> they did a meme. Oh, like, they did a meme. I like, like this. That. Kind of an interesting theory that it was it was Owen and, and Brew that they roasted some stormtroopers and that because we never actually got a body identification. Luke just assumed not. that yeah. that was them. We did not. Yeah. So. <laughs> Right. Oh, that shows Luke doesn't struggle with attachment at all, man. He just moves right on. His, <laughs> his only family he ever knew, dead, burned right in front of him. Pfft, whatever. All right, well, his mentor murdered. Pfft, whatever. <laughs> Luke, Luke just moves on. He does. Good on him. Brian, what about you, bud? <laughs> Good on him. You know what? Good on him. Oh, God. He's By a true way. Jedi. No <laughs> human attachments whatsoever. Not at all. I like um, you mentioned a meme. Uh, I have to mention my favorite meme. It actually popped up like this week. I don't know who made it, but kudos to you. Um, It shows uh, all the times that rocks were lifted. And then it's not just about lifting rocks. Oh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. (laughs) I think it's kind of important to hear that. I was able to lift rocks off of me. Um, all I uh, was it in our group chat. I just said all the force use, usage. I I I I could watch a movie where that's all it is. Literally the worst plot ever. I don't care as long as you just keep giving me lightsabers and force usage. It was it was fun. You know what yeah. I mean? That in the most Star Warsy way they could do it, which is we're gonna show you one guy have absolute power, and you knew he did. You know, they already built it up in the series itself, you know, not to mention other canon that had already been created. 
So when when Vader's kicking Obi Wan's ass, like yeah, he's been kicking a lot of people's ass for a long time. By the time that this fight actually happens, right? Um, and then to see Obi Wan's force get like fully he's fully grasping it back again and he's he's completely in touch with it and then he shows what he's all been about which obi-wan hasn't got a lot of chances to do and and just about every medium we have they haven't shown the the true power that obi-wan actually has he's always a little more subtle you know what i mean that's why he gets a nickname this is very aggressive on his end yeah Oh, that leap and slash to close cl- close the the duel up. Oh. I, I mean, I know we just made jokes about the rocks, but with that scene of if you take a steal of him when he's when he's raised all those boulders behind him, that was just a badass looking scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was yeah. a goosebump. I literally he's, he's basically like, no, no, no. I'm literally controlling the high ground right now. I, I literally, <laughs> yeah. it is. It, I am using the force to own the high ground. So suck on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it was it was um you know as as well paced as I thought the series was mostly um I, I think that they did write the 6th episode as like almost a standalone like you you yes. didn't necessarily even need like you could have squashed episode 1 and episode Six. Well, now it sounds like we're talking about the movies. <laughs> <laughs> this series, episodes one and six, and if you were to squish those two together, it would be a great one episode mini series. You right. know, just just drop this. It's an anthology to add on to Rogue One and Episode Four. You know that would have been a nice transition in those movies. So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, the original intention was for it to be a movie, so I always say it. it there was a there was a lot that they could have condensed, but I, I'm very happy that we got what was it four or five weeks of of uh, six episodes, five weeks of just dragging it out. It was it was they did a good job with it. So um, that's kind of a wrap on our Obi Wan conversation. Maybe down the road uh, someday we'll we'll revisit this. You know, after we get through a lot of the other stuff, there's a lot of Star Wars to talk about. So um, someday we will maybe get to rewatch it. You know, with uh, uh, with a new perspective on it. You never know. But um, we got one more little thing to discuss before we get to our Attack of the Clone stuff. Johnny, um, you had something you brought up. Uh, yeah. You caught this in between watching episode one and episode two. All right, let's talk. Let's hear about it. Okay, yeah. So I did an episode with our friend Andrew of his podcast, the Let's Talk But No Politics. Go check it out. Uh, he uh, Andrew's an awesome dude, so please support him if you can. Yeah. And uh, he does a thing every like once a month. He has a movie review, and he had me on there, and we reviewed. So I just recently rewatched ET. Right, uh, it, it turned forty this year, uh, so we thought, well, this would be fun. We'll we'll watch that. And then of course that reminded me since I just rewatched episode one for this show that uh, in the background you can see ET aliens. Yes, uh, on the big Senate uh, debate uh, scene, <laughs> and in ET. There are a lot of Star Wars references in E.T. Yes. You know, uh, Elliot plays with Star Wars toys, and he's obviously a Star Wars nerd because he doesn't have, if you look at those toys he's got, he's got like the uh, the more nerdier Star Wars ones. He doesn't have the main ones, right? right. He's got like bounty hunters and stuff. And uh, Yoda, uh, there's a kid in the costume as Yoda, who E.T. seems to recognize <laughs> if you watch this. So Andrew and I were talking about this, and since it's it's canon that et aliens 
are a part of the Star Wars universe, that would also mean that E.T. is uh, himself is aware of the Force. Are they Force-sensitive? Hmm. Because he can heal. He heals. And uh, he emotionally, like, he connects with Elliot. I don't know how long it's been, since, if y'all have even seen E.T. or how long it's been. But uh, he connects with the kid. And um, he can heal. And he freaking makes them fly. Uh, so is E.T. Force-sensitive? I say yes <laughs> I, yeah. I i think you're right yeah i, I think I they're think force wielders certain, yeah i think it's certainly possible now now that you mention it yeah oh man <laughs> so wait well oh, okay well et's race could be very old um yeah we don't know how old be very are. old yeah we don't know how so old i was gonna are. say if he's like if it's like a current thing does it, it destroys the long time ago in a galaxy far far away premise but Ah, oh, I think I think See, you're on. I also here. Yeah, also say that uh, he's very aware of who the Jedi are, and like maybe that's kind of you know since Jedi are known across the galaxy, <laughs> uh, maybe their tales have been like passed down, right? Because no matter when ET took place, he seemed to know who Yoda was, <laughs> and seemed to recognize Yoda. So Yoda's legend, if you will, has even been passed down through ET and his people. <laughs> yeah. But maybe their species are some of the oldest species. Like they believe that Yoda species is is one of the first species in the galaxy. Yeah, I think we need. A, I think we need an ET uh, alien as a Jedi. <laughs> so ET's planet is the center of the galaxy that is so far, far away. Yeah, maybe. we need. A, we yeah, we need a fanfic or something. Something. Uh... Like now, I'm like disappointed that they're like, uh, you know, Kiati Mundi in episode three is like, ah, oh, what about the what about Kashyyyk? What about the Wookiees on Kashyyyk? It should have been the ET aliens. Like, let's go send a clone <laughs> unit to, to the ET alien planet. And I think you would have just, oh, you would have broke everybody's mind. Oh man, I would have, uh, I would have popped as they say <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I was just thinking how great it would be if we could write a story, or if there's a story about the, the ET aliens and one of them becomes a Jedi. And we can just kind of follow his tra- his travels, you know. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually kind of excited at the sentiment of this. I'm glad you brought that up because I always, I always thought that was a cool nod, but there might be something deeper in there. And I mean, it's obvious. I mean, everybody knows that Lucas and Spielberg are good pals. Yeah. I mean, it's very obvious they've done a lot of stuff together, especially in the early years. But hey, and they listen. would always and they always try to reference each other in their movies a lot. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this is a, to me, this is a, when Andrew kind of brought it up. It just my mind exploded. I don't know why, because I just never thought about it. Uh, that ET and his race, uh, his people are all force sensitive, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, listen, the way that fictional work is like with Marvel and, and Star Wars is nowadays, and how deep they like to go in certain references. I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that they explore again at some point. I really mm-hmm. wouldn't. So I think you might be on to something. I didn't think about the force sensitive aspect. I mean, obviously that there's a shared universe, but yeah, man, that's pretty cool. That's now pretty cool need, when you really break yeah. it down. Now I just need for them to recognize like Alf and his species. <laughs> and then uh, my alien life will be complete. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, they got to, they got they to at some yeah. point. Maybe in the think- comic books, we have to maybe deep dive in some comic books and see what the, you know what the, what they're feeling with that yeah yeah the the biggest um 
uh, miss that we didn't get from the crossovers of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, in my opinion, is short round. Why didn't we have short round show up in Star Wars? He would have fit in perfect. He's plucky. You know what I mean? He would have been. Oh, yeah. He would have been part of the Rebels. Oh, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Or maybe he or maybe he shows up during the, the Clone Wars and he's a, you call him Master Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> you call him Master Skywalker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that racist? I'm literally just trying to do a short round impression. No, no you're not. Good. You I call him Dr. To, Jones. As a white person, I don't know how to tell you how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even feel I'm qualified to do that. So. <laughs> all fair, all fair. So very good, Johnny. I'm glad you brought that up, my man. Um, you guys ready to talk about Attack of the Clones? Yeah, let's get it over with. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so enthused. Uh, all right, let's 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 start off with uh, with our memories seeing it for the first have me last please i'll be last okay i'll, I'll kick this i, I i'm gonna uh, I, I don't know if you should go last brian oh my god <laughs> y'all are monsters bro this is one of like one of my favorite birthday parties that i ever had me and back when i had a plethora of friends living immediately around me um i was in fifth grade and i invited like six or seven friends my dad took us to the movies we all went watch attack of the clones I came home. I had an Anakin Skywalker birthday cake. Life was good. I think I even got a t-shirt out of it. All right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, fifth grade. Pretty sure it was fifth grade. No, was it sixth? 2002. No, it was fifth grade. I had a fifth grade year. Um, I went to see it. Regal Cinema was starting to get big around here. And uh, yeah, we went to go see it there and I was just, I was amazed. So being a big Anakin Skywalker fan, I was just excited to see him being a full blown uh, Jedi in a sense, not obviously not a Jedi Knight or a Jedi Master, but um, it was really cool. We got to see a lot of stuff, uh, you know, build up, which we're going to talk about in a moment, but, um, but yeah, it was good times. I, I legit got to see it, uh, you know, for, as a, as a birthday thing, which was, uh, which was cool. And, have all your friends come over, you know, after the part, after going to see it and just talking about it and just super excited. So a uh, lot of good memories with episode two. Um, you two could figure out who has to go last. <laughs> Johnny, you have detailed notes. That's why I want you to go before me. Okay. Uh, well, let's, we're doing our first impressions that we remember though right now. Right. So yeah. um, I obviously saw this in a the theater. And I remember at the time thinking, this is underwhelming for me. I felt it was underwhelming. And when I rewatched it, when it came out on DVD, or uh, I remember thinking, this is still underwhelming. And I don't think I'd watched it again until this past week. <laughs> I feel it's been that long because I remember thinking, man, this one's just... There's so many, well, I mean, I don't want to give, give away all my notes yet, but uh, so I went and rewatched it and did my feelings change? We will find out. Won't oh. we? Uh, spoiler alert. Not, not very much. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all are cruel. I he's spoiled but, uh, it. but I will say, Matt, I was also, I just graduated, like I graduated in 01. So I was older than you when this came out. Yeah. Um, I bet if I was younger, and I'd seen this and it was like tied to my birthday and stuff. I definitely would have had much better memories of it. But I saw this going into this as a, a, a you know, a, a teen in, going into an adult who thought he was smarter than he actually was. 
so maybe it has a lot to do with it but uh yeah i uh, my rewatch uh i actually enjoyed the rewatch because it i was able to take some detailed notes this time i got gotcha, you i got gotcha. and uh, I'll, I'll give those here soon i do all have right. positives though too i have both all right brian buddy go ahead so yeah i Similar in a way to Johnny, I do think that I was probably not still the the exact target age. I was a junior when this would have come out. You know, this is probably leading into my senior year or whatever. So I I think what I struggled with the most is uh, watching it. Oh, first, actually, remember now. (laughs) Subtle. Subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I, I remember being super hyped because I did like remember i had a a once in a lifetime experience of being able to see a really big movie ahead of time exclusive theater was super cool and i felt like really special from that because i'm a what do you want to call me johnny go ahead call me (laughs) you were on an episode where i divulged how spoiled i was well i guess i was a brat (laughs) so i I came off of being able to watch episode one uh and getting a big time vibe off of it and i loved it and then I found a script, a leaked script online, and I read the whole thing. So I spoiled the movie uh, cinematically for myself. Uh, I knew the whole movie going in and exactly what's going to happen, um, including one very pivotal and once we get to it, undeserving point of the movie. Um, I, I think... I think I just didn't get the same high off of it that I had it. The episode one benefited so much of we hadn't had Star Wars, like a new Star Wars since 1986. Was that three? 1983? 1983? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about four, like, uh, 20 years without, you know, you the whole generation yeah, of people had grown up uh, without new Star Wars content. So, I think I was just like Johnny was like, it wasn't fair to the movie that what I was probably expecting from it and what I didn't get from it. It, yeah. it was uh, man, man. I discussed this uh, off the pod, obviously, but um, it pays off for character arc more than I think the overall plot and drive of the movie is worthy of. Like, I don't think I enjoyed the movie's whole story. pace and everything. Yeah. Right, in story as much as I appreciate what it means to the character. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I, I, I understand that. I can understand that. Um, I guess this is the part we start summing things up. Um, I, I guess we're at that point. So, all right. So we got, we got two non-believers in this. No, no big deal. I'm actually really excited to hear some of the, some of the notes that you guys put forth together, but I'll be positive. I'll, I'll start. Nobody likes positivity. So I'll start this one off. <laughs> I want uh, positivity <laughs> <laughs> for the record. I want to be positive. Um, ah, uh, this, yeah, this one, I mean, episode one is like, when you look at the grand story of star Wars, I, I I was taught maybe 10 or so years ago to watch it in uh, a, a version called a machete cut, which is um, you watch episodes four and five, and then you go back and you watch, you can watch one. It's completely optional, but you watch two and three. And then after you watch three, you watch episode six. It's this really cool, like roadmap thing, like, oh, the journey of Luke, and then go back to the journey of Anakin. And this is their final uh, destination part where episode one is often like it's it. 
obviously, I mean, I, I value it because I, I thought it was really important for setting up legit everything. When you look back after watching all six movies, you watch episode one again and you realize how much it sets up. Um, episode two was really like the the big jump start, right? Okay, now we're talking about the Clone War situation that um, that Obi Wan referenced in Episode Four. We're actually getting gonna get to see it unfold. There was this little passive moment. Oh yeah, I fought in the Clone Wars, um, same as your father, and it was like this little, like very forgettable moment. I think in Episode Four, which didn't get referenced in five or six. Um, and it gets brought up here in episode two and it becomes a major, I mean, obviously the big, biggest story arc of the prequel trilogy, you know, the clone wars was um, this, you know, it, it was this fantastic play by chancellor Palpatine to, to basically amass huge amounts of power um, become a, a emperor slash dictator, total power. Um, and he used the war, which when we eventually talk about clone wars and such um, he used the, he just used the war to amass power and centralize everything and it's an interesting reflection of politics today where um uh you know you kind of use tragedy to 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 amass power in a sense okay i can do i can do this now people are very willing to give up freedoms for security and that's how the the galactic republic felt throughout the entire clone wars and this was essentially the beginning of it you know uh doing the whole thing with jar jar binks hey you know who who you know who would allow us to 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 amend the constitution to allow a a a republic army and they suckered jar jar into that thing um but it's really cool i mean the 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 steps that were taken and the 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 plotting right he he set it up so he puts anakin with padme um you know to protect her because he knew he knew and he knows that anakin had feelings for and the way that everything kind of just end up being set up you know he gets to go with her and and essentially break the jedi code when they eventually you know go ahead and get married but uh the whole concept of the clone wars is really really cool because the separatists are actually a really under i think underappreciated faction um that don't get talked about enough when i look at the separatists uh the separatists were the basically fundamental founding of the rebellion And, and a lot of people don't look at it that way Separate the separatist army, the some of the leaders in the separatist, the separatist planets, they were some of the biggest parts of the rebellion, right? They were just ahead of the curve, and people don't think about them because you know there's there's no more battle droids, they don't use battle droids, you know, which you know was a big facet of them. But the separatist alliance, they were just ahead of the curve, right? Palpatine ended up actually setting up palpatine and count dooku ended up setting up what would be their eventual downfall but the ideas of separatist you know planets willing to break away from the republic or eventually or the empire because of the way that things were managed um a lot of that is fundamentally put here uh in in you know setting up the clone wars and i also really did appreciate the um, you know, Count Dooku became like one of my like a top five favorite Star Wars character of all time because his um how much of a pawn he was. I mean, just I mean, the, his politics, his well-spoken manner and his you know great sword fighting ability. Um, I, I adore Count Dooku's downfall and his whole story arc within the Clone Wars. I think it's uh I think it's masterfully well told. Him and Palpatine's manipulation, Dooku was in on the the plot the entire time. Um, knew that Palpatine was 
you know, or that Darth Sidious was Palpatine and, and, and used that with a lot of his decisions. Um, and he was also a big part of the fall of Anakin Skywalker getting to turn to the dark side. A lot of people don't know this. This is, this is from what I understand, uh, canon. It was written in the books, but um, the Tusken Raiders killing Anakin's mom, it was not just some random thing. Palpatine had Dooku pay Tusken Raiders to kill Anakin's mom to start his turn to the dark side. So, I mean, yep. this is, this goes into the, the master manipulator mm-hmm. that, that Palpatine and Dooku, you know, were in, in getting Anakin to, to really corrupt his soul and just go against everything. Um, the, Anakin but, that's was not, like, but that's not in this movie. <laughs> what's that? It's not, not, I mean, that's not mentioned in this movie, but this is official, yeah, yeah, it's not mentioned in this movie, but it is technically officially canon. Um, and they were actually intending to to mention that in Revenge of the Sith. But um, these are all, you know, things when you look at the grander story of Star Wars, uh, that it, it's it's really significant. So I, I do think highly of Attack of the Clones. It was neat to see the Jedi at their at their peak, you know, fighting in the Geonosis arena, battling all the battle droids. I just, re, you know, the, separately, I rewatched the, uh, the Genosis battle where, they're, where they left the arena and they're battling out by the big droid factories, the big, uh, like, circular droid ships. And I was like, I mean, it's all CGI, but this is like, I mean, this is really cool looking. You got Mace Windu out there on the battlefield. He's holding up his lightsaber, leading a platoon of clone troopers. Um, it was really neat. And obviously, we got a young Boba Fett, you know, young Boba Fett. So a lot of a lot of original trilogy references in that. But um, I have nothing but good things to say about uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, which of you sadistic pessimists? I, I can go. Yeah, I think Brian will go last. Yeah, I'll okay. go. <laughs> um, let me talk about my positives first. Sure. All right. So I'm going to piggyback on your Count Dooku stuff. I thought Count Dooku was, for me, in this movie, the highlight. Okay. He was really good. Uh, they really made sure to point out how strong he is. I mean, Christopher Lee was, was an incredible actor anyway. And this was pure Christopher Lee time for me because he was Count Dooku and he was in Lord of the Rings, two of my favorite franchises. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, sign me up for anything he does or did, sadly, you know, RIP. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, the Dooku stuff is incredible. I mean, he single handedly takes out two of the top Jedi by himself before Yoda shows up. Right. I mean, he just takes them out like that. And it's easily, too, by the way, overall, fairly easily just destroys them. He does. Uh, so he's really, really awesome in this. He's very, very cool. Um, the um, the other thing that I really, really liked is uh, this is <laughs> I, I like the the Obi-Wan and Jango Fett stuff. Like I felt their fight uh, was really interesting and neat. It was fun. And, it was and fun. even the and even the space battle they had uh, those um, uh, I have it in my notes those seismic charge bombs that Django drops off those things are freaking cool. Yeah, <laughs> those played, things are sweet. I played uh, Star Wars Jedi Starfighter back in the day, and you could actually use those like oh, as wow. a weapon. And it was yeah. like it, it was you had to unlock that ship, but yeah. to play in missions. But you, when you got to play, it was really really cool. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Say yeah, the so name that, of the ship. Say it. I refuse. I'm a white man, and I will not say it. Django, Django Fed ship. Yeah, it's Django Fed ship. Yep. Django Fed ship. Uh, and um, I okay. Here's where I here's where I am torn. I'm going to get the torn stuff next, and then I'll get to my negatives. The Anakin stuff. I 
100% think that you had to go the route they did where you can see him struggling like with himself. Um, you know, he's at that age where he thinks he's better than he is. And that makes sense for me. But at Off the age. same time, you can tell that uh, he wants to respect Obi-Wan and he does respect Obi-Wan, even if he thinks Obi-Wan is wrong. Yeah. Uh, like, I really like that struggle that they showed there. But that really puts some really good seeds that for me even pay off with what we just talked about, episode six of the Obi-Wan series, right? right. A lot of stuff in there I really, really loved. I could take Obi-Wan, Anakin stuff all day long. Give me that all day long. I love, I love, love it. Um, all right, so let's get into my negatives here. I have my notes out here. All right, so this movie starts out with, uh, near the very beginning of it, uh, who we think is Queen Amidala. Obviously, it's not her. But uh, she gets blown up in her ship as soon as it lands, right? That explosion itself, to me, I watched it three or four times. Didn't look good. <laughs> it, it looked really iffy. Uh, George, go back and kind of fix that if you don't mind. Or Disney, I should say now. Um, this, I struggled with this, if this was a positive or not. It was obvious that they took the backlash for Jar Jar Binks in the first episode and really tone him down in this one there's very little jar jar in this even though he's very pivotal for what happens in the whole star wars uh but there's way less of him in this movie yeah he got the the rose tico treatment or rose tico got the jar jar treatments (laughs) yes yes um this movie felt slow to me back then and it still feels slow to me now uh i this is the truth and i'm not just saying this to be a dick uh i thought i'd been watching this movie for because i wrote this in my notes i thought i've been watching this movie for uh, about two hours so i expected to look at how much time was left and have like 30 minutes but nope uh, i'd only been watching it for 45 minutes <laughs> that's how slow it was uh shmi shmi is just a terrible name wow why would you name a very important character really because it's anakin's mom why would you name her shmi yeah, horrible name Give that's her a captain name. hook sidekick yeah but that's captain hook sidekick this isn't the mom <laughs> of the freaking supposed to be savior of the universe <laughs> uh, uh also <laughs> this movie is so slow one of the notes i wrote was the clones have yet to attack because it takes them a long time to attack oh that does bring me to a positive that i forgot matt um, there's a couple scenes during the fight after the Coliseum where um, this is very iconic. Scene, what's iconic for me where the stormtroopers are kind of coming through the dust cloud yes. and they're shooting that scene's a freaking screensaver. That thing is awesome. That was a, beautiful, right? Yeah, like, it was a, very yes. well done. Yeah. I really liked that. That looked really cool. Uh, but that also brings me to another new planet. That's mostly sand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Gina uh, Geonosis or however you want to say that it's another Geonosis. sand planet. We're uh, yay. Uh, at least they had a water planet, I guess, to kind of offset it. In yeah, the same right. Movie. It, yeah. yeah, now we just need a mud planet. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how much I'd pop now if uh, a mud planet just shows up on Star Wars. All right, and my last note that I have written down here is... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we We haven't talked about it yet, but the love story in this. And I really wanted to make sure that I paid attention to the dialogue of this and see if it's gotten the bad rap like maybe it's not as bad as people made it out to be but my exact note is anakin's dialogue to padme could be lyrics to a mid-2000s emo band song <laughs> yes yes 
<laughs> it's not good. It's actually quite bad. And uh, I hated every, it was cringeworthy at times for me. It was <laughs> Shakespeare and you take that back. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, to be or not to be, it shouldn't have been. <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, those are my notes. Uh, Brian, what do you got? I ha- I have no notes. Um, I watched this three different times, um, falling asleep at different points each time. I didn't make it through in the last the last try. So, um, the reason that I kept falling asleep is probably because of exactly what Johnny said. It drags on way too long. Um, there's, and I don't feel that the scenes are well connected enough to really keep majority of the audience engaged. It, not just leaning on maybe people there on date night. Maybe people are into this movie because it's a good date night movie. You get to watch a little romance, a little action, you know, little I made love to a girl watching this movie. So <laughs> on my well, parents now, we, couch. now we know why he likes this movie <laughs> on my parents couch. Oh, it was great. It was right Did before they I started dating my wife. Hell no. I ain't telling them that they don't listen to my shit anyway. So they'll never know. I will make sure they get this episode. You will never, ever, <laughs> ever talk to my parents, ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you have such a pivotal moment in your life uh, tied to this movie, because I don't have any of that. I have a lot of frustration with Hayden's lines that he's given, along with a lot of his deliveries every time he says master i want to punch myself in the face master master this tone like i don't know where he got it from and i i man i tried to overcome it i thought that after years of not watching it i'm like give hayden another shot no he wasn't guided well enough he i wish i wasn't said i could have stopped it and made it so much better because you don't have master when you watch the clone war cartoons you don't have any of that it 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 takes away so much it stops me dead in my tracks and go well i can't take this serious anymore (laughs) Uh, brian real quick uh i found the exact quote i was looking for that made me feel like it was an emo song can i read it real quick yeah yeah all right this is anakin this is a quote I'm going to try to read this as dramatically as possible. From the moment I met you all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I haven't thought of you. And now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything you ask. You know, this double hurts because I used to think like girls like to be talked about that way. And I, you know, I took a lot of influence and now I know why I didn't have a girlfriend until my senior year of high school. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you say it out loud and I I know why no girl wanted to go out with me um, (laughs) until May of my senior year. (laughs) So thank you, Johnny. Oh, here's one. uh, Oh, and and let's be fair too. while I do like Padme as a character as well. Uh, her lines weren't that much better. Uh, no. You know, one of her lines is, uh, I'm looking at it now, I'm not afraid to die. I've been dying a little bit each day since you came back into my life. <laughs> These are all emo 2003 band lyrics. Ugh, <laughs> bad. 
it's bad. The other thing that I think that <laughs> that stinks from from episode one to episode two, and we de- definitely talked about it last episode, and I know that we've talked about it when we met Leia in Obi Wan, was Padme was a badass. Period. Yes. End of end of statement. What is Padme in episode two up until Geonosis? She's got to be watched over. She's got to be coddled. You got to have a bodyguard. It's like, you got to, you know, she's going to get, it's like, okay, you could have took out some of that and left. Yes. There's a crazy assassin after you. That's kind of big deal. Other than that, can she kind of shoot a few people from time to time? Like, I don't know why it took so long. Like I didn't enjoy watching Padme injustice uh kind of back to her just being a princess that needs to be taken care of mode like i didn't enjoy that part of it right um but it did give us you're going through lines it did give us one of the most iconic lines in all of star wars and uh i'm gonna do my best to interpret it right now sand it gets everywhere it's cause <laughs> now I probably mixed those two up, but it's like he hates oh, God. Sand, I know that much. <laughs> it's so I hate it. It's coarse. Uh, it's rough. Yeah, the the deliveries are. It, I hate that tone of I, his voice, and it it it, it, it ugh. it's I think, it's hard though because you know we're not like we don't. He grew up on a planet full of sand. He was a slave, and sand reminds him of really bad times. And I, I don't know. I I I understand the the, the, the sadness and emotion that comes with it. I, he, I he has every he has every right to hate sand. He one hundred percent does. Yeah, I don't think we're saying he doesn't have a right to be uh, like it, that. Sand doesn't remind him of terrible things. Uh, but you know, uh, we get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it really it really is more of a, and I'm a stickler for this. Like, if you hang around me long enough you'll know that like voices are like a big thing for me. I can't, if I don't like your voice, I can't listen to it. I, I can't get enjoyment out of it. So you're it's, not why I, it's why I struggle with Cat Williams. Uh, Cat Williams can say some of the funniest jokes ever, but his voice is bad and I don't like it. He's got a bad high, high voice and it. It, it makes my, my hair stand on him. Like, ah, there was this, uh, there was this, uh, when I was younger, there was this girl that was interested to in me. And I was trying to decide if I was interested in her, but ultimately I just couldn't do it because of how she sounded when she talked. <laughs> See, Jesus Christ. And, See? I felt really, and I felt really awful about it. I truly no. did because I cannot, honestly, if you look at me uh, and you know who I am, I really can't afford to be picky. But <laughs> uh, I, I just couldn't, like, it just really bothered me. But she's now living her best life. So, you know. Okay. Uh, and by the way, I found that uh, Zach quote I don't like sand, it's coarse and rough. And irritating, and it gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. That's the line that always like. Not like here, where uh, everything is soft and smooth. Yeah. Well, well, the you know, I'm not going to bang on Hayden too much more. Yeah, I'm done with that. So, um, let's go to positives. It's 2022, man. You you bang whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. We're bang positive on this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he he still looks as good as he did back then. Pretty much. Um, Yeah. Hayden uh, aside, I thought that, uh, you know, Christopher Lee's performance phenomenal. I did not enjoy though. Um, all the, in, the, whenever he interacted with, with Yoda, because I, I think they struggled and Johnny kind of probably hit it on that first scene. They struggled with 
live action CGI melding. I think CGI yeah, I had gotten to a point then where the standalone parts with like uh clone clones on you know the uh robots, you know, that all that action is perfect. I mean, when the droids and the clones are fighting each other, it's just yeah. CGI and CGI. It's phenomenal. It looks great. It, I wouldn't knock that at all. But it's when they mix in some of the live action. Some of some of the times it just doesn't look great. Right. Yeah. I, I, I felt looking back at it, the Yoda fight in particular, as brief as it was, I'm like, that doesn't look as good as what I, I just had. When that's Obi a good point. That's when really Obi Wan and 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 Anakin were fighting, Dooku was great. Like I loved yeah. it. And then. And you brought in Yoda just was kind of clunkier. Because the I'm clone also, troopers. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say real quick. I'm also this is just my personal preference. I'm also not a fan of CG Yoda. Uh, I'm much more puppet Yoda all the way. And yeah. he even changed the he changes though. When we get to the next uh episode, his CGI rendering in the next episode is a little better. Yeah, it's I, I feel it was kind of rough here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, even the, the, like it's crazy because back then you're like, wow, the clone troopers look great. But watching it in this, like this, the clone troopers really pop out as not yeah. being looking anything alike some of the Jedi. Like we didn't get our first live action clone trooper until this Obi Wan show. Like that's how crazy yeah. it was. The, the 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 scene where little Reva and the, and the students were escaping that was Good our point. first live action um, thing. So it took that long to really get to that point, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, I felt, this is why I felt like I met, I made a point of mentioning this in Phantom Menace. I felt like the Phantom Menace CGI like came off a little bit more well-rounded and realistic in, in some instances. Like I felt the battle droids looked real. Um, yeah. You know, in, in, in that instance, but yeah, but I mean, Hey, uh, I mean, just lasting thoughts uh, on attack of the clones before we get ready to finish this episode up um, really need to see Yoda with the lightsaber. I remember you know that scene popping when he when he force grabs it i remember my, me and my dad we were like they were like laughing like, like this is crazy because you know little there was a big running gag little little running you know walking slowly walking yoda and all of a sudden he's flipping over everything um great to see samuel jackson as a, a, a damn jedi and finally get his lightsaber and Dude, he opened up the entire Star Wars lore when he de- debuted the purple lightsaber. Like, he opened yep. up so much lore into it because he had to have the color purple in it. But it uh, makes so much sense for that character. Oh, it does. It does. He did a really good job of explaining it. But I enjoy. I, I still enjoy it to this day. I still get a kick out of it. Uh, my final rating for uh, for Attack of the Clones. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go an eight. I'm gonna go an eight for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be. I mean, hey, everybody's got their taste. So, no, the reason that I'm upset is not because you gave it a high score. It's because you, Matt, who I love and consider a really close best pal, gave it a high score, and I don't want to hurt your feelings with my no, score. I, I feel like I'm about to destroy your feelings. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, this. I don't know how controversial this is, but I got to be true to myself and say this. He's about to give it a five. I. If I'm being completely honest, out of all the Star Wars movies, including the new ones, oh no, this is by far the worst one in my oh, opinion. No, it is way worse than any of the new ones. Despite my issues with get those. the fuck out of here, oh, no, <laughs> I will stand on this mountain. This was by far the most slowest of them all. Uh, this one, I just. There's so many things I did not like. Wait, well, hold on. Oh. <laughs> I I respect. I love you, buddy. I love you so much. I respect your opinion. 
you hold the last at episode eight over attack of the club. Yes. I just, just want to make that crazy. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. And I would a hundred times over after rewatching this. Uh, I guess it's a movie, but it takes its own sweet time. I don't know what you want to call this. Uh, it, I really didn't like this despite there are some positives, like I said, and I, well, I, I went into I went into this movie because I had a feeling that Matt liked it, and I was like, "Well, maybe I was just being too rough on it. I haven't really watched it in a long time, so maybe when I rewatch it, I can really pick out these positives because I really do try to find positives even in stuff oh, I know that you. I don't like. I really do try to do that. And while I did find those, they weren't enough to make me actually enjoy this movie. Uh, at least in the new series, even though I mean we'll get to those because we're going to review those eventually. Yeah, but even though the Luke ending was god awful. And I really, really hated it. At least I had Luke in there at all. And he's one of my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite characters. So that's, again, probably another, I mean, I said it before, I all love a character so much that I will overlook stuff. So maybe that's what I did there. But uh, this is just my feelings. I hated this movie way more than any others. This, in my opinion, is the worst Star Wars thing. Um, maybe, well, that's that's really harsh. The worst Star Wars movie there's some definitely some more Star Wars things, uh, you know, uh, I just, man, I can't even give it a five. Uh, five feels too high for me. I think the Dooku stuff is so good. And Christopher Lee is so good in this. Um, and the Obi-Wan and Anakin stuff, like their relationship is worth watching. Uh, for that alone, I will give this. Oh, and for the fact that honestly, uh, I'm blanking on her name. Who's the actress who plays Padme? I'm blanking Natalie on her Portman. Name. All right, so Natalie Portman, I've always had a crush on. She is a stunning woman. She is beautiful, and she's honestly, despite s- saying that dialogue, she's a really good actress. Yes, and um, she is stunning in this movie. She looks really, really good. So um, for those, I will give this a four because of those positives there. I really, um, but I'm really stretching. <laughs> I feel, uh, but yeah, a four, but I do remember on a positive note to end this on, I am very excited to watch episode three because I do remember thinking when I originally watched episode three, that this was redeeming episode two. Cause I really yeah. like three a lot. I gotcha. The opening of three redeems everything in so quickly. So, yeah. so much. Uh, so good. Uh, Brian, my man, your final score for attack of the clowns, Matt, I will not. While I seem like I am harsh, uh, the re- the reason that I love Star Wars is always because of lightsabers, and there is some phenomenal use of lightsabers in this movie, so there's no way this can fall that far down the board, uh, especially when knowing that eventually we'll get to episode eight. <laughs> And I need to leave a very low score for that. So oh, this... there's there's gonna be receipts coming for Johnny after that statement. <laughs> you bring them. You bring them. I will go. I'm going to go in episode eight and point out every little positive thing I most possibly can. <laughs> even if I have to reach, even if I have to reach as far as I possible, you know, as far as possible, yeah. I will. Uh, Fantastic Four, Mister <laughs> Mister Richards, if I got Mister Richards. <laughs> Well, as as bad as some of the lines are and some of the acting is, there's also some very good acting going on in that movie. Um, I don't remember Jingle Fett's lines being as flat as they were, though. Like, I know that his character's always been kind of that muted, mysterious character. I remember that. But then I was like, man, when he delivered those lines, sometimes I was like, well, that left a 
lot to be desired. Uh, very non-excitable guy. So thinking of awesome lightsaber battles, um, generating great story arc for the continuing story of Anakin Skywalker, um, paired with um, the complete change of direction as far as any other like none of the other star wars movies have been about love you know what i mean like it, it's all about about freedom of people so yeah. this movie stands alone in that aspect that majority of this movie is all, all about setting up the heartbreak and the fall of anakin skywalker right so pivotal points there those are well delivered on i just don't like how they handled Hayden. I guarantee you, if you give him to a Price Dallas Howard, if you give him to a Deborah Chow, if you give him even to who's the one, uh, there was two directors on the last trilogy, not the big boom bang guy that everyone knows. JJ Abrams. Yeah. He even would have done better. I think with Hayden. So, I think I can confidently give this a score of six. It's okay. six lightsabers. I love Star Wars too much. It's not going to fall below five, I don't think, for anyone. But we'll see. Uh, I, once I get back to episode eight, I remember being pissed off when I left the theater. You and me both. I remember leaving going, <laughs> I love this, I though. This I one. love this, though, because, we, I mean, our, our, we're, our opinions are not the same. I love that we have different takes on this. I think that's what makes now, this I recognize I recognize episode eight is universally hated. Trust me. I've had this uh, conversation with many a quote unquote Star Wars fan. And uh, I'm, can't, I honestly can't wait for it. <laughs> Cause I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. With I us feel too. like we're marking our calendars for it. So I <laughs> think, I'm, I think I'm going to catch a lot of heat once we get to episode nine, because people will be like, you actually enjoyed that movie. I'm like, yeah, bro. I like episode. Yeah. I, it was I a nostalgia jerk off fest. Why wouldn't I? I love didn't it? hate episode nine, but it, it, the the overall trilogy could have been better um and yes i did the motion for the the guys you did most certainly did you did yeah that was turning on my lightsaber (laughs) okay (laughs) or shake weight (laughs) (laughs) so we got one final thing to talk about as we have been doing johnny every episode brings forward a uh a fictional matchup and we decide to pick the winner so far has not been good um, for Star Wars characters. If I'm not mistaken, Star Wars characters are 0-2, right? They are. They are. But maybe today is when that changes because today's matchup is in one corner. We have Reva. In the other corner, we have from Stranger Things, Eleven herself. Who would win in a fight when obviously both these characters are, as they would say, Force-sensitive? Hmm. Uh, now a uh, little little bit behind the scenes here i'm the only one out of all three of us who's who's seen every episode so far because season four just came out and just finished up i've seen all of it so uh that's just a little caveat here just to i'm gotta be honest with you i don't even know if i've had to if, if i even need to see any part of stranger stranger things season four to pick the winner of this one all oh right? okay all right um it's it's 11 i'm sorry Darth Vader, it is like it's flat out. Like Darth Vader whooped Reva's ass with just using the Force, and he's just, he's just using his one hand at one point. <laughs> yeah, no, he, dude, he was literally like Force blocking stuff. Yeah, like, that part was awesome. really sweet, by the way. I know we didn't even get to talk about that in the Obi Wan review, but that was like some of the best Vader stuff I've ever seen. Like, wow, he just he made he's he, like he's conducting an orchestra, right? <laughs> like, pushing her away. <laughs> <laughs> Look like John Williams out there, man. Uh, <laughs> 
I think Eleven would clap those cheeks, man. I, 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 Reva, I love the character. I love what she can be. I love, you know, the growth that she had. But as far as power level, like, I really would have loved to see a, a, a battle between her and Obi Wan, like a, like a full on lightsaber duel. But Vader just made her, like, from a fighting prowess perspective, just look like shit. You know, yeah. and then obviously Obi Wan gave Vader the business. That's how the whole rest, like wrestling psychology works. Vader jobs out Reva. Obi Wan basically beats up on Vader. Uh, you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of one of those things. But I think Eleven would uh, would would give her the business. What do you what do you think, Brian? Yeah, I I'm with you. I think I'll, the difference between these two characters are uh, without seeing the newest season of Stranger Things is that Eleven hones her craft where Riva kind of got her training stopped. (laughs) If that's what you want to call order 66 was when her training stopped. Um, So then she was on her own. It's uh, the one thing I think we need to hit before we move on is the reason I think Riva survives is because of her leaning into the dark side and dark side uh, individuals seem to withstand more punishment uh, because of their anger. I mean, that's why Darth Maul survives. If you go into canon, he survives because of his connection with the dark side and his hatred. Yeah. So that's why I think Reva, or Reva, whatever you want to say, is um, still going strong with a stomach puncture in her uh, from a lifesaver. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Eleven would, um, would tear apart, man, like piece by piece. I think she could break her <laughs> arms off and... <laughs> <laughs> take her lightsaber and just chuck it a mile away he just she's not honed i think as powerful as our vader is that's a better challenge probably for 11 that is interesting yeah yeah i man i tend to agree i think that um well i don't want to say too much because it's giveaway season four but uh, 11 starts channeling a, something that really actually makes her stronger and that's me say not wanting to give away very much and um she doesn't need a lightsaber right no. she doesn't need one to take people out right she's taking people i mean this is not giving anything away you guys have seen this in the earlier seasons she's taking people out without any weapons at all yeah. just her so uh i think if you're if we're just going to say for the sake of argument that they're both are in the same universe and they're both force sensitive i would say 11's stronger force wise from what we've seen right uh compared to reva so man i i almost wanted to make this vader versus 11 but i felt like that might be too much for 11 because she really is still i mean she's a by the season four comes around she's like a high school graduate almost like it's kind of her age she's a teen uh you know higher end teenager uh, which is still young right so uh i have to agree with y'all i think she would I do think it'd be closer than you guys think it is. I think they'd have a really a big back and forth with the force. Right. But 11, like Brian was said, is just so OP um, OP when it comes to that stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to her as well. Cause she can, uh, I've seen her kill dudes with her, <laughs> by just like turning her head. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. And, 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 and Riva is, you know, she's conflicted, you know, right. she's, yeah. she's not fully dark side, dark side. So, right. Yeah. Which is not strong. So where eleven clearly knows where she stands, and she'll kill you if you're in your way, her way. So <laughs> yes, she will. Yeah. So zero and three, zero and three for Star Wars characters. Um, one of these days, we're gonna get a matchup. Maybe maybe one of these weeks, uh, 
Johnny will pick like Jar Jar Bings versus Elf or something. I don't even know if that. Would... Oh God, we're doing that next time. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? We're doing. Write that down, one of you. We're right. doing that. I'll put Jar Jar Bings versus Elf. <laughs> hey, did you guys know that in a graphic novel they had uh, Jar Jar Binks's dad stuck on like a deserted island and he was going to kill himself with a blaster gun? What? <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> That got dark real quick. I found this. I found this this week, and I I wanted to bring it up, Please and I didn't know it. when. If, so if if you could find like a the panel yeah. page, send it in the group chat. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But uh, that is it, everybody. Thank you. That's a wrap for Aaron grievances. Grievances. We remembered our our rating system. We got through a lot of stuff. Um, we want to thank you for uh, for being a part of this show and sitting through it. Uh, let us know. Shoot, reach out to us. Comment on the Facebook page, whatever it may be. Leave a comment on Apple or whatever. Let us know what you thought of Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace or any movie we're about to cover. Um, next time we do uh, talk to you, it will be uh, about Revenge of the Sith, my personal favorite Star Wars movie of all time. So um, we're gonna have a lot. Let's well, we're gonna have a good time. We might even have our first guest. Might even have our first guest on. We gotta iron that de- those details out, but. That is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of Brian, Johnny, and I, may the force be with you.